Hey guys, Max here. Super quickly before we jump into the podcast, I just want to say that in this episode, we discuss the idea of right and wrong and how those concepts play out and if they actually exist. Uh, We end up tying in very controversial topics such as rape and murder into the discussion. And uh, I think we could have definitely done a better job as hosts as explaining what we mean uh, and kind of elaborated more on the topics. Uh, Just so we're clear, by no means was were either of these topics something that we condone or think anyone should ever uh, pursue in life. Uh, That being said, we were simply discussing the idea of just because someone views a situation as wrong doesn't mean another person might not view that situation as right, even if we may not understand where they're coming from. Uh, Once again, we do apologize if there was any miscommunication. We hope nobody was set off by this or rubbed the wrong way by it. Um, But that being said, take it for what it is. If you do decide that you want to skip that part of the discussion, uh, we end up diving in around minute 47, 48 uh, into the benefits we see with door-to-door marketing, aside from the obvious uh, lead generation and marketing aspects of them. Uh, Once again, thanks so much for listening and hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Right or wrong? In today's episode, we spend a lot of time talking about right and wrong. What makes something quote-unquote right, and is there even such a thing? Then towards the end, we dive into cold calling as we try to get Zach to understand the true value of it by discussing the perks and skills it helps build that made us stronger both in business and everyday life. My absolute favorite part about these conversations is we often stand on opposite sides of the fence from one another, but none of us ever feel wrong for our point of view. We converse, we discuss options, and we grow an understanding for each other's opinions. Friendships like these are truly invaluable because they help us to grow when we would otherwise stay stagnant and comfortable. I highly recommend you surround yourself with people who are willing to challenge your point of view, but to do so in a supportive way as we do. As always, if this show resonates with you, remember to share it with your friends, and I hope you get a ton of value from these conversations. Enjoy. You do everything for a reason, right? For a purpose. If you have a reason or a purpose behind everything, you'll actually like do it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But here's the thing, like with partying, is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things, and just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. Prime five. Action. <laughs> Skylar is back for the first episode in far too long. long. Far a too few. Long. One or two. One or two. Or three or four. Three or four, maybe. <laughs> but hey, we're here to stay, so that's all that matters. That's the important that's part. Love it. Brady's chowing down some uh, last-minute dindins. There we go. I've got my world's greatest boss mug ready to go. <laughs> Actually, got it. I got, I got that as a gift from my uh, painters in my first year. Oh, I remember That's that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were super awesome. They're these two girls that uh, played hockey, um, Jesse and Riley, and uh, yeah, they were like two of my favorite painters I've ever had. 
they just crushed it they were they were clutch and then they both sadly moved on <laughs> to bigger and better oh, no. things so they always grow up yeah but they uh they got me this mug and i treasure it i love it that's actually pretty sweet i didn't yeah. get one of those <laughs> <laughs> it's because i'm the world's greatest boss there can only be one i guess there can only be one yep fair no enough. zach yours is yours is way better all all the people that paint for you to send up franchising you get referral money so that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's there's your proof yeah i guess yeah <laughs> fuck yeah because you're at three now. Well, I guess not two painters and then one bud. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Zach is slowly building the Student Works franchise. He's just... <laughs> you should start negotiating your contract. Be like, hey, I'm so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I should. Get I... that ro- royalty reduced. <laughs> you can If you can double up this year, you got you to gotta bring in three this year. I think you got a case. If I, I, I want to actually try and bring in at least two. That's kind of my goal. Yeah. Yeah, I love the referral thing. It's actually super cool. I like, just to even see the people that, like, I I know coming into it because like, they can kind of get to experience what what I've been experiencing. So it's it's nice to, like know some people previously and then like see how they handle it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the devil himself. Oh, doesn't look like. Oh, there's his face. There we go. I just got the funniest uh, <laughs> thought of when. Uh, when Max used to have the most terrible Wi-Fi ever and we would never see him, all it was was just his little dr- backdrop picture of him smiling like that the entire call. <laughs> yeah. Keep my Wi-Fi out of this, Skylar. <laughs> Sorry, boys. My computer wanted to do everything but cooperate there. That's all good, man. It's actually so crazy. You sound so sharp with that mic, Max. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Did right. You could, actually, you could actually dial it out a little bit. Like you could move move it back or, or turn it down a tweak. There you go. Is this good? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, because what happens if, if it's too crispy, if it's too loud, it, it does something called clipping, and then it like basically will just like if it's outside of the range of what it can actually detect, it just cuts it off. So it's a good fuck, time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I was wondering. I I have my printer that's like like two feet behind me, and it always goes off during the podcast, and it's like the loudest thing in the world. But when I listen back, I can never hear it. I'm like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was interesting too. We were doing our first call training today, and it won't even pick up the, the the ringing of the phone in the background. So Connor had us all on mute, and he was just sitting there awkwardly. And I didn't hear any ringing, so I was waiting for the. I, was, I didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, they just start they just start talking to each other. So it's, it's mm. weird. Awesome. Those mics, mm-hmm. you can filter out those things. Yeah. Yeah. I was your yeah, initial call re- training. <laughs> Better than yours, I heard. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. <laughs> Jacob told I me the story so last night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for all the other guys like it was it was wild like jacob asked me he's like hey do you have like any leads and i was like yeah like i have this cold call lead like i literally just got her last night like you can call her um so he calls her and like at the door there weren't many red flags other than the fact that i was like hey could i grab your first and last name and she gives me her first name and i was like oh like could i also grab your last name and she goes no no you don't need it and i was like okay like that's kind of weird but whatever (laughs) some people are just like that and Jacob calls her and same thing. He's like, could I grab your last name? She's like, no, no, you're not going to need that. And he's like, okay, no, he's like, could I grab your email address? She's like, no, no, that's not of your business either. And right off the bat, I was like, uh Oh, <laughs> like, this is, this is not gonna, not gonna go good. Um, and basically from there, she like started to be a little bit reasonable throughout the call. I kind of got her on board, but then after that, she's like, yeah, you know, I have all my own paint. 
Um, like I have 17 gallons and like, if this project ends up taking more than 17 gallons, well, then we're going to have a problem. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, oh, red flag, red flag. Um, then he asked her about like the decision at the time, the estimate, she kind of like dodged it, but she didn't get like thrown off by it, which I was pretty surprised by. What really got her though, is he asked her like, if, uh, there was going to be any other decision makers that like would want to be there for the quote. And she just started like going off at him, like yelling. She's like, that is none of your business. Like that is such a personal question. Um, like I've worked with so many contractors. They've never asked me something so obscure. Like, how dare you ask me that? And she just like kept going off. And yeah, basically like at the end, he just like ended up canceling the estimate. Cause I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> she sounds, <laughs> sounds crazy, but yeah, no, I, I felt kind of bad. Cause like it was visible that the rookies <laughs> were a little startled. Um, because that's the very first initial call they ever hear. <laughs> so, yeah. At least it can't get any worse. It's, yeah. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, guys, this like worst case scenario, at least, you know, like what the absolute worst case would sound like. So now it only gets better from here. Jeez. Dude, mm. That's brutal. Yeah. He told me that was the worst one he's ever had before ever. Well, that was the very first initial call he's done since like last June or July, whenever he stopped booking work as well. So it's <laughs> double way. Yeah, man, I did ours after our first cold call training. And uh, can you also, can you guys hear that? My, no. My, yeah. You can't if, if, if it's a ding, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, and if reason it's not turning off, I have my computer on. Just, uh, well. no, scroll this bitch down and put it in focus mode. Focus no, no, mode. It's, on my, it's my MacBook doing it. But I have it on disturb right now. I'm not sure why it's dinging still. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'll just stop replying to people. They can die. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah. No. Wednesdays was uh, it was pretty solid. Okay, that was driving me crazy. It's my franchise. They won't leave me alone. No, we finally get Skylar on the podcast, and this guy just ding left and right. Come on. I'll try sleep mode. Here we go. We'll try that. Okay, because normally that works. Okay. So, anyways, Wednesday's call went really awesome. Uh, the guy like totally threw me off of mine too. He was like talking about how he wants to get this painted uh wallpaper removed and redone and everything else like that and never had to deal with like painted on wallpaper so mm-hmm. it was just like trying to navigate the call was kind of weird but then as we were going through the call he like told me that he's in sales and he kind of complimented my skills on the call he's like yeah i, I can he's like uh, he's like i know all the stuff you're trying to do right now or not not like he wasn't trying to like call me out he's more like complimenting but he's like i know all the stuff that you're like saying right now and i appreciate it ever like i've done sales my whole life as well so he's like you're, you're doing great kind of thing <laughs> so that was kind of that's cool funny for him to say on the call in front of everybody and uh then connor did the second training today and we did a couple calls and they also went pretty good as well but yeah definitely the the rust was was definitely there being the first one back so but that was fun that was good i've been a little bit rusty as well mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to make some like I know I had I had an interesting one yesterday. I called the guy and I um asked him if he'd be able to make a decision at the time of the quote. And he was like, ah, oh, you know, I want to get other quotes. Like, you know, I was like, okay, like, you know, that's perfectly fine. I I recommend that you get other quotes just to see, you know, see what's out there and what fits best for you. And then I I asked him, I was like, Yeah, would you know, would you be open to the idea of, you know, you getting those quotes and then us rescheduling to to after those ones are are complete that way you kind of know what those ones are going to look like. And then you'd be in a better position to take advantage of that discount. And he, it just like kind of set him off. He's like, he's like, why? He's like, why in the world would 
like you want to be the last quote. And I tried to like re-explain it to him, like put value on the 10% discount. And he's like, you're putting a bad thought in my head here, buddy. Like he's just getting all pissed off me that I wanted to be the last person to come in. Well, it's and not then... about the 10% off, like at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like you got to sell them well, on the fact of like why the decision important, like the 10% off is just a cherry on top. Yeah, I I, I, I phrase it in the way like, like trying to like respect both of our times and like, you know, we try and so organize with our estimates and like, I tried pulling all the different stops and it, uh, for some reason, he just couldn't grasp the fact that I didn't want to be the first person to come quote it. And it really pissed him off and we ended up canceling the quote. So that guy's probably not your ideal client anyways. So no, yeah. the being yeah. the last quote, like I find, especially I've had like some, uh, usually older men that like respond to that weird, but I've like, I had one like that last week. Um, and he like responded weird but it still somehow like made sense because uh i explained and i was like yeah like i'd love uh, for you to get those other quotes first like like i mentioned here's why and we explained he's like yeah okay okay well i guess you're kind of putting me in an awkward spot here max but i see what you're saying like yeah we can do the quote like after i get those other ones i'm like cool (laughs) nice (laughs) but no it's always funny dealing with those like how would you guys go about framing that for the client to put it in like and put it in their best interest to for me to be the last quote. I don't know if you want to frame it in or maybe not that frame it's, it in their best interest, in their but, like, best explain interest it. but it's in it's in everybody's best interest. And like there's a couple of reasons for that. One, we have the 10% off. So you're gonna save money on your project should you decide that you want to go ahead with it on the daily estimate. So by you getting your other quotes first, I'm able to offer you my absolute best price at that time. Number two, my business is run on organization. I pride myself on my ability to be very organized and super diligent. And in doing so, I'm able to actually fit more work into our schedule. So that allows us to actually make more money. Instead of keeping that money, I return it back to you as a bit of a thank you with that 10% off, right? So like, for me, I always focus on like, this is the kind of individual I am. I'm super diligent. I'm super organized. I'm very dedicated to my business and I prefer to run it a certain way. And I need you to kind of like get on board with that. And like, if you don't want to, that's fine. I'll just, I'll move it to another time or I won't do it. One of the things that really like connected with me when I was talking to John Morgan was he was just like, everyone's so attached to like the outcome of the call being like an estimate. Like everyone wants Mm -hmm. that call to turn into an estimate and like, it doesn't fucking matter. And like the moment that you just like become detached from it turning out in any sort of a way all of a sudden it's like so freeing. Like I've really applied that method, like methodology this week when I was making my 10 point calls. And I, I probably scheduled like three or four quotes out of the like 20 or 30 people I called, but I was okay with it because I just wasn't attached to the outcome. And sometimes yeah, it's just not banger quotes. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just not like, you just don't need to go do a quote right now. Like I've had people like where, you know, I was trying to like force it last year and the year before where it was just like, man, I just like trying to get them into a quote, trying to get them into a quote. And it like, didn't make sense. And I would show up to those quotes and I wouldn't book them. So it's just like not being attached to it and just kind of like, here's how I do it. And if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. We don't have to do a quote right now. I'll give you a call in a couple of months or, you know, we can just leave it at that. And, and we don't have to do this. Like it it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like it really, it just doesn't matter. I just want to elaborate on what Daniel said. That is a hundred percent true. Like that's the best scenario you want. Like, so if you notice what he said, um, how he would reschedule, like, or he would like push the quote back if like to get other quotes, the kind of other quotes, everything he said is, is the truth, right? He said, 
it by offering that like discount and people booking on the spot, it allows him to stay more organized. That's true. It allows him to do more jobs, which is true, and run a bigger business, which is true, and allows him to make more profit, which is true. Therefore, he can afford to give that 10% off, which is true, because you still make a profit in this in this type of business model. So literally, when you look at it from a big picture, Daniel's just being honest with the guy, telling him facts, straight up. Zach, do you know mm-hmm. when the guy wanted the job done? Uh, Yeah, he initially he wanted it done in the next couple of months, but then I... I told him that our production started in May and he said that would work for him. Oh, so. even better. Like, <laughs> I love those because it's like, oh, I'm getting other quotes. Like you can be my first one. I want to get it done in May. It's like, hey, listen, like I completely understand. If I come in, give you the quote, you have to wait like another, you know, month or so until those other painting contractors come to you. Cause like, let's be honest, not a lot of companies are fucking knocking at your door in January asking you if you need painting. Like by the time you get all your other quotes in, if you decide you do want to use me, there's a good chance I'm already booked up for May. So it's like me coming out right now to give you a quote before you have everything you need to make that decision. It's just not being respectful of my time or your time. Like it just simply doesn't make sense. So it's like, just put some pressure on the timeline as well. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. I'm sorry, not Max. Zach, do you feel like though that uh, when you have to suggest that question to the client of, I would like to reschedule it to be your your last or your last quote in your tonality and the way so that then the way it delivers in your voice. Does it come off like you feel awkward about it and you seem like you're in, being an inconvenience just in your tonality? Because if it does, which I could probably see happening, he's going to read that in his head like like it's it's like a subconscious thing, right? Like if you're not going in direct, because like what if you just take what Max and Daniel said and just like apply it mentally. You don't always have to necessarily explain it to the guy, but if you just go in with that mentality of this is why I actually am doing it, a lot of times they won't even really kind of question it always. You could just be like straight as like, hey, like no worries. Like I'm actually like super busy right now. I'm, I'm getting a lot of quotes. Um, I, this is the reason why I, I do offer this like 10% discount if you are able to book with me. So it is my best price shirt and everything like that. But just being more like that way I can serve the other clients ahead of time and just be more direct to fit. Maybe he won't even like, because maybe you just danced around it a little too much and then, it, it made it awkward when it didn't have to be awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that comes down to like even just getting a much deeper understanding of exactly why I'm yeah. I am rescheduling to be the last quote. Cause like I thought about it a lot after the phone call. Like I understood it why I wanted to be the last phone call, but like I didn't like really understand at the point where I didn't have to think about it when I was explaining it to him. Mm-hmm. Like I was having to actively like think about you know different ways to justify it to him. Yeah. So I also don't think he was an ideal client because he was some old dude that said he was a contractor all his life and he he never used to operate the way that I was trying to operate and blah, blah, blah. So I think that mm-hmm. he was kind of someone who was stuck in his own way and wouldn't have really like worked for me anyway. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know. But just like the, you know, the responses he was giving me to my questions and whatnot, he was very like stubborn. and not yeah. really I, But I also think it's just because like, you you weren't stubborn like if you were just like if you showed him like hey this is my way of doing things and it's just what's up he wouldn't but he can probably but he's like sensed in your voice like hey like what, what's this kid doing like some like your university student like i've been a contractor my whole life it's not how you do shit kid that's like probably about what he's thinking in the back of his head yeah like there's a difference between a coming in and you saying hey like would you be open to me being your last quote um 
you know, here's why, as opposed to you being like, oh, you're getting other quotes. Awesome. Like, that's a great idea. Um, I'd love for you to actually get those first. Here's why. Like, there's just a confidence mm-hmm. and like agreeability. Yeah. yeah. That was actually part Like, we just finished that training with Jordan. He did like the, uh, um, was going through like going around, uh, the walk arounds and like the estimating process and everything like that too. And, uh, <clears throat> he said one thing on there, I wrote it down. It was, it was awesome. And it was just, uh, he said that, oh yeah, all my clients get other quotes. He just makes it seem like it's a normal thing. Like he just becomes agreeable. And then now it's not mm-hmm. like you're, you're battling because what happened is you went on team A and team B if this potential client of yours, instead of just being, oh yeah, like that's fine. All my clients normally get quotes, other quotes too, like all good. And then just be like, uh, but when that does happen, typically what we do is I'll just end up coming and being the last guy. <clears throat> if you're cool with that, we can schedule it for like three weeks down the road instead now. And then I can just like handle the other, uh, clients that are more interested in kind of they they're, they're they're expecting me to come and like i'm the only quote or the guy coming to do the quote for them because i just explain that like i'll even tell people too i'll be like yeah like it's crazy like you know especially as a cold call lead i'll be like yeah like that cold call night was wild like you wouldn't believe it like we actually got like 10 leads that night and there's like i got a couple other people to call still this evening like just paint the picture for them in the story people love storytelling right and if you can paint that image for him because otherwise it's just like like what do you mean <laughs> like we have a date mm-hmm. set why why are you trying to oppose it and you have no reason as to why you actually want to change it so he's going to call your bluff and he's going to think you're just some dumb kid running a business mm-hmm. yeah team. even even when you're opposing somebody's viewpoint you always want to agree with them mm-hmm. you always want to agree with them like right away just like yeah I totally agree with you yeah that makes a lot of sense yes i see your point of view yes i think you should do that and it throws people on your same on the same team as you automatically because mm-hmm. it's now it's not like you versus me it's us and let's figure this out together we're problem solving as a team right just the, and oh, like yeah i definitely see that that definitely makes sense here's mm-hmm. another alternative <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and like one of the other things that i'll always say is like you know that's fantastic and i totally agree you should get other estimates and I, and one of the things i would love to just kind of like break down for you is that I often will end up with more people coming to me than people I can actually go see for estimates. We're in a very high demand point of time right now with the business and the industry is picking up. So lots of people are looking for paint work and I often will end up with a lot of leads and people or versus people that I can actually go and see for a quote. So one of the things that I try and do is prioritize the people that are really super serious about getting that work done and want to commit or don't use the word commit, but want to <laughs> want to get that work done right away versus the people that are just kind of cruising for quotes, right? Something along those lines. Like you want to make them know that like, hey, you're in high demand and like you need to prioritize those people in order for your business to be successful. Yeah. At the mm. end of the day, like I think he just didn't understand why it was important to even make a decision at the time of the estimate. Otherwise he would want to be your last quote. Um, and True. I think that yeah. also stems from you not fully understanding why it's that important as well. Mm. Oh yeah. Another, another thing too. Um, like you want to want your estimates, but you don't want to need them. And you want to come across that, like with that level of method, like that mindset when you're having these calls, because as soon as people on the other line think that you need those quotes, they're running the show. So you have to want it and not need it. Yeah. Not seem desperate in the phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it also comes down to, to it being like, one of my first phone calls of the year and like really just being a little bit, a little bit shaky as far as like going through the motions, but I definitely do need to sit down and just, um, I did this last year and I just sat down and kind of really like read through all the questions and just like really understood like why I'm actually asking this that way. I don't have to ask it exactly that way. Like I'm not just reading it off the paper. Yeah. It's my homework, baby. 
It's my homework. That's, the, that's a sheet that the GM <laughs> yeah. sent out, right? I've literally just been studying 10-point calls for the last two weeks. Like, that's yeah. all I've been doing. Yeah, unfortunately, I've been studying many other useless subjects. <laughs> <laughs> that, that school will get you. God. Daniel, how far into uh, green lights are you? There's a cool thing I, I wanted to kind of I, tie. I finished it. It's done. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. Yeah. And you listened to it, right? Yeah, it's awesome. so good. Um, so the when we were talking about this uh, part of the conversation here with just being like getting more into like the same team to understand, I, I love that part in the audio book and help me connect it here too, where he is um i don't know where he is but some like some some other country like africa or something like that australia i don't think it was mm. australia no he he went to um the amazon he, he yeah that's what it was on river the and then he and then he yeah. also went to africa yeah okay so i think it, it was with been the amazon worse. when he was with like the tribe people in like mm -hmm. little villages um and then there was like this big fight that broke out and that was in that was in africa that was in africa cool yeah uh, the, the point of it though i really like how they tied the story together was um basically the guys are getting into a huge argument and Matthew McConaughey was getting all fired up about like being uncomfortable with like not knowing which side to kind of pick or like what like who was right and who was wrong with it. And one of the like chief people in the in the village or whatever came up and talked to him and was like, Matthew, you don't understand the point. He's like, I think how we do things here is we we argue and we get excited and, and we and we confront each other to understand, not to know who is right or wrong. And I, I love that. That was like one of my favorite parts in the book. I thought it was that story was really cool and it tied to that together really cool. And I think you could use that for what you're talking about here is it, it has nothing to do with like your way is right or hey, his way is right or whatever it is with him being like, oh, I'm a contractor. Even like what you're saying, like he's old school. He's stuck in his ways and shit like that. Like that. That's not the point, right? I think it's more mm -hmm. of like, well, how can you as the guy who's running your business and getting better at that first call and that process and creating value for people, how can you get to a to a further point where you're just creating more understanding among the people and just connecting that stranger to what you're trying to like envision for? I actually, uh, I actually had like a pretty pretty long in depth discussion about this with a friend of mine um, just a couple of days ago here because like we were talking about right and wrong and he basically said like yeah you know like obviously murder is wrong and I was like uh. I don't think so. Like, I, I actually don't believe there's a right and a wrong. Like, there's a workable and a non-workable, but, like, there's no such, like, like blanket sweep right and wrong. Um, and I think that applies there as well. Like, there's, like, a situation where both of you will be on the same page where, like, a situation is workable for both of you, but it's not going to be, like, right. You're going to have to go deeper on the whole murder. Yeah, thing. you got to dive gonna into say, the Max, murder thing, man. You just gave me some Russian mafia vibes right <laughs> yeah. there. You just, you <laughs> just definitely this went guy. pro murder. <laughs> <laughs> no okay so um just goes up the most extreme example and digs a big hole here let's, let's <laughs> well, see how he gets out of this one no, <laughs> no like do you guys believe that there's a right and a wrong yes okay explain why you think that you shouldn't murder children that's just fucking wrong hands down convince me otherwise okay so it's wrong because that's your perspective. baby hitler that, okay see that's where it plays in so that, that it's it's wrong based on your perspective there's so many so many scenarios so many like different opinions where like there's no blanket sweep it's wrong like yeah murder as a whole probably probably not workable for your life because you know you'll go to jail you'll harm your life you'll probably uh like heavily impact the lives of the people you murdered that being said if it's in self-defense maybe it's workable so I don't think there's a right and a wrong because right and wrong, is, like it basically implies that 
every single person is going to view it the same way. Um, because like, otherwise, why would somebody do something that's wrong? Everybody's just doing what's in their best entrance. And oh, what the fuck did I just say? What's in their best interest. <laughs> um, and like, with that being said, that's what they think is most workable for their life. Like whether they're right uh, or wrong with like their opinion, like that's one thing, but they're doing at the end of the day, what they think is best. I guess, Maybe. I guess that kind of makes sense. And like the, fact I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. Cause what, no, like, what about, so like, what's just consensus? Like if you ask everybody like their opinion on something, they're never going to give you all the same answer. Is that what you're trying to get at? Well, that's part of it. Like, are you saying like, what is right? Is it because obviously not everybody's going to agree on everything. So is it like right is what's in the majority? What about the ability to like, okay, so so you can start with like, yes or no, right and wrong. Where does that all or where's the origin from that? Um, I, I imagine you have a, a set of ethics or codes you live by, or maybe max rules for like how you go about your day to day. Where did you get those from? Where did you decide that something was to be right and wrong in your life? Oh, I, based well, off of I don't think they're right and wrong. Like, um, I value ethics very heavily, but that's not yeah. because I think they're right. Like, I don't think someone who's unethical is necessarily wrong for not being unethical. I just think that in my life with what I've seen and with the information I have right now, being ethical in all aspects of it does seem to be the most workable uh, solution. It's a tough Mm. topic. So you're just, you're, you're basically, you're just going, you're, you're going pure logic. You're going scale logic right now. Mm -hmm. That was the other thing. Like we dove into it and I don't think it's like pure logic. Cause I think, yeah, we've all heard the quote like people buy with emotion, justify with logic. I think that carries through all aspects of life. Um, like for example, you know, I might not want to go cold calling one day, but the logical side of me knows that I have to go cold calling to hit my goal. But that's also like in the background, there's emotion because I have emotion tied to hitting my goal. So I think it's like multiple layers of it. So I think there's still emotion. My argument is just like. If you're acting on uh, or if you're viewing things in workable, not workable situations, you're kind of taking emotion out of the front lines of those decisions. I don't know. My brain just automatically goes to like all the horrible things on the planet that people do. And it's like with that logic, it seems justifiable when it's not. Well, well, I guess maybe there's there's probably situations where those things could be justifiable i mean they might not be like they might be very rarely occurring situations like obviously i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to name off the top of my head but like i think there's well, like how how is so. how is like rape justifiable explain that to me you know what i mean how is that not not workable no no okay. i'm not saying like That's a... first of all very hefty conversation i mean <laughs> very is, technical i feel like this is a big thing to discuss on the podcast i'm gonna keep it broad just so we don't get canceled here i don't think like I like, I don't know. I wouldn't say rape is something that's like by any means, obviously ethical or workable in like any situation. I don't think it's right for my life. That being said, just because I don't view it as right doesn't mean there's somebody else out there that might view it as what's right for their life. Whether what I, hell? that's what I'm trying to, I'm like, what do you mean? Well, that's like, I'm thing. sure, like, I'm sure people that are like doing that are not like in the back of their mind, like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Like I'm fucking almost positive. Well, why else would they be doing why, it? Then? Why would they do it? Because they're pieces of shit. No, no, no. But everybody wants what's <laughs> best for them. Why would you do that if you didn't think that's what was best for you? 
I don't know, man. I can't answer that. I'm not a rapist. So, like, neither <laughs> <Whoa, whoa. laughs> am I. <laughs> throwing some heavy accusations. No, like, I just. No, don't. I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. But I'm just saying, like, that, you know, in those, like, like, I don't know, like, murder, like, you know, rape, anything along those lines to me, my brain is just like, how could there be, like, any inclement, like, any inclination that there's right here at all? No, no. Just, okay, so just because it's not right to you doesn't mean it's not right for someone else. That's why I say like you can't view it as right and wrong because like one situation that you view as workable and not workable for someone else that might be completely different. Um, like it's the same thing that you know if Megan went and started an OnlyFans, you would probably view that as wrong because you guys are in a committed relationship. Like that's just not aligned with your values. That being said, if somebody else went and started an OnlyFans and like they were in a completely different situation, you might view that as okay, you know, what? like that's that's acceptable. That works in their situation. So that's why I view it as like workable, not workable. There's no like right and wrong because it's not going to apply to everyone. I, I that makes sense to me, Max. It 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 definitely gets a lot trickier when it comes down to those like super unethical things, like where you know, like it, it's really hard to justify how that would be you could be view it as right, but like, it does make sense that in the mind of the person that's doing it, you know, they, they wouldn't do it unless they think that it was right in that situation. Like mm-hmm. they're not just going to, like they're not going to kill somebody because they're like, like, Oh, I, I shouldn't kill this person. So I'm just going to do it. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I get where you're coming from. It definitely is a very loaded. <laughs> loaded it's very conversation. Like I, Man, my, I, am I saying that's going to be like, like someone killing someone and justifying it like makes it okay in the grand scheme of things um like aligned with kind of where we should be going as a as humanity but i'm saying for them like there would be no reason for them to commit an act that they didn't think was in their overall best interest whether that aligns with everybody else's mm-hmm. opinion no, of i'm gonna interest. i'm gonna stop that there for like one thing because there's such thing as like self-sabotaging what about yeah, that? But that again don't you think that's what people think is in their self-interest in the long run in their best interest uh, yeah even if it's not they think like self-sabotage is yeah like, from my understanding of it is when somebody you know thinks they're doing something to better like like whether it's to better themselves or not but that's actually not like doing the reverse of that no I, and i do agree like i, I see you're coming back like, like I, is this what basically you're trying to say is that like because we all have our own different bring like like our own different perspectives and views on things and we've lived life in very different ways and some have a victim mentality some don't blah 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 like we all have different ways of going at things so you're saying that in that moment when someone makes a decision to do something whether that's as simple as making a coffee in the morning or not or in your <laughs> extreme case of murdering someone that could be um deemed as um something that was like the choice that they decided to make they obviously made that choice because it was the most favorable or that made the most sense for them in that given moment or time yeah exactly like we're not all going to share the same opinion like it's going to vary so much case to case that i don't think you can put a blanket sweep and saying this is right this is wrong you can put why not though why not because then how would we grow because if if you just because let's just say this let's say all five of us here we jumped on these calls well actually let's just say this let's just say none of us just called you up for what you just said and we just accepted that because of your exact fucking point you're making right now right Mm -hmm. and then we could just be like cool next topic but now we're 
like asking you a question and like making you question it. Well, I never said you can't Bro, question right? it. Like, I think even if I view something as workable and let's say you guys view something as non-workable yeah. and we're looking at the exact same situation, like as long as you're talking to an individual whose goal is to like get to the truth and not fucking be right, like that aside. Okay. That's a key you, phrase to be put in there. You're, if, you're, yeah. if you Or if you're with a group of people or talking to someone who their main objective is to find the truth. So you're saying that if you were to be shown the truth, otherwise you'd be okay with. Exactly. Yeah. Like I have, yeah. like even with you guys and with uh, a lot of other people that I've really close to me, like we have very heated discussions about fucking topics that we might have completely different viewpoints on. That yeah. being said, mm -hmm. at no point in them, I'm like, oh, I'm getting emotional. I want to be right about this subject <laughs> unless there's some kind of ego or like something tied into it because it's like, whether I'm right or wrong doesn't fucking matter. Like in terms yeah. of uh, proving like the subject, like I just want to like figure out what the most favorable way for me to think is like, if that's not what I'm thinking right now, then great. Fucking change my mind. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I like, I like how you're phrasing it. Like, I think you could have maybe used the, just in my opinion, if you want to bring that up next time, like I think a different example to start off to tie it in better. Cause I do agree because like, if you sit down and, um, yeah, like obviously, okay, that's okay. Here, here. So how how I'm seeing it right now is what you're if I decided not to act that way, like and you can see it in different individuals. You can even look in the business that we all do. If you choose to like not just think that what you're doing is the right thing for you at that moment, you won't actually step out and go do anything. You're probably gonna second guess yourself, trip up things, not have your own opinions and things. So maybe it what you're saying, it is actually really important to be strong-willed in what your opinion is until you are proven wrong in that sense because that strong opinion or that strong will to believe in what you're believing in is what kind of makes you take that first step into action well yeah that definitely plays into it and like to give you like yeah i start off with a very controversial very very <laughs> extreme example so i get our like, attention i guess yeah, yeah. yeah i think it was <laughs> the murder thing um but just to like dial it down so like we've all dealt with uh with managing people under us and let's say a painter is late. For me, that's just not workable if they're consistently showing up late. That being said, if they're late, that doesn't make them wrong for it. Like they have different beliefs. They've learned different things. So like if someone showed up late and I was like, oh, this is wrong, that would be me tying an emotion to it. So I'd get emotional about it. I would start telling myself a story of like how this affects me negatively, how this person is like not respecting my time, so on and so forth. And then that would just get me carried away. Whereas if I just said, okay, you know what? This isn't workable for my business. There's no like frontline emotion to it. So you can just move past that and kind of part ways or kind of move, basically fix that situation. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Daniel stroking his chin. <laughs> I'm just, I'm in deep thought right now about this whole right or wrong thing. I'm just like, like mm. hold on. Are hold you so? Does this? Are you trying to say like? Because are you going? Are you kind of branching off my point of like? It, it's more important to understand than to be right and wrong. Like going off what I like what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just experience empathy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like even if you don't understand how that person is coming, from, <laughs> like where that person is coming from, just understand that they have a different point of view than you do, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. No, and I and I, I I do agree. Like, we'll go back to your your extreme example of like, yes, let's say someone murdered somebody. I guess like obviously you don't ever have to agree with it, and you can think it's whatever, but there's power in understanding why it happened. And so, 
case in point as to why there's so many like murder documentaries and murder mysteries are so crazy because people do just want to understand it and there is some sort of excitement behind it i guess but well daniel like what do you think what justifies something as being right is it like what is that in your opinion is that like what the majority of people would agree on or (laughs) or is it what you think because then that just kind of ties into my point of (laughs) if what you think is right well it's like somebody else might have a different opinion I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> See, that's that's why. What if you tie your What if you tie your ethics and values into something like God? I think and the Bible. Sorry, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm just saying, like, what what about for if if you do tie your like your set of values and your the reasons why you act and what you do, and like good and evil into something like like Christianity or like or a religion or something like that. Well, yeah, a lot of people do that. Are you like asking me why I don't do it or? No, no, no. I'm just saying like maybe that, that could be an answer is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like. And then what? I feel like that. So what's well, the rebuttal to that person where they get their set of values from something like the Ten Commandments, like thou shall not kill. Like that is a bad thing. We don't do that. Sorry, guys. I need to enter my stats here. My alarm went off. Um... Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, we yeah. did that at the beginning of the call, Max. Come on. I'm now. sorry. I was, I was it struggling. It was a group exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because, well, like, if that's their point of view, that's fine. Like, nothing nothing bad about that. Like, but they're tying in their ethics and values and, like, their decision-making um, to their religion. I'm just yeah. tying it into something else. Like, for me, that's just... That, that comes from a different place, but I still have my own ethics and values. So Isn't that like, your own kind of religion, though? Sure, we can call it that, yeah. But then everyone's going to have a different religion. That's why I say there's no right and wrong, because it's it's going to vary so much. Like, yeah, But if okay, we... Cool. I just wanted, we, I was just asking questions to see if you... Yeah, I, I agree with you is what I'm saying. Yeah, and if we, if we, um, if we view it as like, okay, what's the majority doing if like right and wrong? Because like the majority probably isn't killing. So it's like, okay, we can say that's right. Well, it's like, well, then fucking ties in. Okay, the majority of people probably isn't exercising uh, every single day either. Like, does that make it, make it right? No. So it's like, there's just so many layers to it. That's why I, I don't think viewing things as right and wrong is possible or really beneficial for anyone. You just view things as workable and non-workable. What was the situation in your life that made you realize that this was a better way for you to, to operate in this, like this belief system of yours? Cause I feel like there was probably a pretty, maybe a few moments over the last year where you probably developed that. Mm, I don't know. I like, I'm sure there's been like plenty of moments that have reinforced my belief on it. Um, but it's not really like one situation or two situations that happen. It's more of long lines. Like I realized like, a goal of mine is to try and uh, try and eliminate first acting on emotion um, <clears throat> as much as possible. Not not eliminate. I don't think you can eliminate, but uh, definitely lowering that because I think if you yeah. act on emotion all the time, then it's just not going to get you where you want. Um, and I think viewing things as right and wrong like that just ties in more emotion to it. Um, and as opposed to workable, non-workable, I think there's less emotion tied into the subject. So that's kind of why I made the decision of kind of viewing it like that. I like that. Okay. Do you, do you, would you say that um, in your life that you've um, experienced high levels of judgmentalness on either you projecting or receiving it? Yes. 
I found, um, like, I think, I don't know if it's just like a European thing or what, but, um, uh, my family, I found definitely like is more judgmental, um, than like what I would deem necessary. Um, and I found that in myself as well. Like over the years I had to actually consciously, like, especially like uh, when I moved away and I was on my own, like I had to notice when I'm judging someone for something. Cause it's when I found something not okay, where I'm like, Oh, like, why am I doing this? It's because I usually found that like, I would judge other people for doing it as well. Um, so yeah, it was definitely like part of my life and I've been actively working on it for a while now of like kind of eliminating judgment. Yeah, fair enough. Cause I feel like when you do operate without judgment, you, you live a very, it's more comfortable just being in your own skin sometimes, even just like, or just being around other people, you don't have to feel like uh, you have to place value on, on any, on differences and you can just actually get to that point. You can just hang out and accept. And yeah, exactly. Like that. And I, I, yeah. I, I'd say that makes sense. I, I've, I've seen you make a huge leap in that probably in the last year. So makes sense. Honestly, I'd say probably actually all of us in all honesty. Yeah. I believe very strongly in not like not judging people for, for what they believe. Like, I, I know what I think is, you know, workable and not workable, like you said, Max, and like, I'm willing to listen to other people's opinions on things and what the, what they think. And, you know, it has the possibility to change my mind, like try and be empathetic and understand where they're coming from. But like, just not, not judging them for, for whatever they choose to do is something I, I found it makes my life a lot more like, like less worrisome and like less stressful. Cause like, whenever I see people doing things that, you know, I might not agree with, it's like, okay, like one of like, how does this, you know, I can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not the one doing it. So maybe I can, you know, try and understand why they're doing that or, you know, just like not worry about it. Yeah. And it's also like, it's easier to understand it if it's not an ex- extreme example, but like, yes. Yeah. At, <laughs> point, at one point you might be, doing the same things that they're currently doing and like viewing that as the correct way to do things. So it's mm-hmm. like, then it like kind of <laughs> just defeats the whole thing of like, Oh, before you thought you were right, but now things completely changed. And now you're thinking, you're right. Like I said, really hard to kind of like put yourself in that same mindset when it comes to like an extreme example, like murder, obviously. Um, but I think we can all do it on like a smaller scale. Yeah. It's a lot easier to justify when you're the person that's experiencing it. Like you can think of all these reasons why it makes sense. But when you view, look at somebody else doing it, you're like, oh, like they should just, just not do that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just not that easy. Yeah. That was, that was good. I liked that. That was an interesting conversation. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck we got there, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this all started because of. 10 point calls, man. Zach's 10 point call. <laughs> well, I hope that helps, Zach. <laughs> yeah. yes that answered my question yeah, we took a hard left turn but uh oh, yeah. that was hilarious. now i have a lot to think about when you ask me why like why i think what is right is right it's just like mm-hmm. shit i think it comes down to like morals like what i feel is like the morally like good decision in any given moment but then i look back at like my past and some of the shit that i did and i think about it and it's like don't think I was operating in my own like terminology of what I think right would be. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. but then again, it's like, okay, you're operating in your morals. Okay. Like are I'm assuming everybody's morals are going to be slightly different, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's completely different or different to an extent. So it's like at that point, 
how do you know whose morals to follow? Yeah, they should have one person that just sits on the board, makes the real decisions. <laughs> that's a dictatorship, Zach. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Hard pass yeah, on that. Okay. That sounds like North Korea. I'm not down. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that is, that's been brought into action. Holy shit. Well, that made my brain go completely fuckered. So, uh, yeah, let's continue our conversation, I guess. <laughs> Holy. I also feel like Max, when you don't think in that in that perspective either, like I like the if you don't use your methodology, I'm saying is uh, I feel like you you can miss out a lot in life too because I feel like if you get too tied up on always being right or wrong or like this is like you get very tunnel vision in your thinking a lot of the ways. I feel like like opportunity can kind of like pass by you pretty quick just because you're not really open to like mm-hmm. different perspective or or ideas or doing new things yeah exactly oh oh max how was your week we always miss this <laughs> we always miss this how oh, the fuck are you man? i've been waiting an entire year for you guys to ask me this <laughs> um no it's pretty solid uh let me pull up my calendar because i don't remember what i did this week um no it's pretty good i just you know marketing uh calls just did that uh, a couple days ago went to see uh the new avatar with a friend and we watched it in 3d and in those box seats that like move as well so that was that was a pretty sick experience um, your thoughts dude okay honestly so i went in because i asked like a couple people that watched it and some were like yeah i absolutely loved it others just hated it i don't know what the people that were talking about uh hating it we're on but like that was an amazing movie yeah. like this is a case where right and wrong applies if you didn't like avatar you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> i think they probably just went in with expectations right like if you go into something thinking that it's going to be yeah. up here and then it's here it automatically yeah. is like it's worse right? <laughs> yeah. yeah i was a pretty casual avatar sweet. fan they're weirdos but i loved them i liked it i thought it was good yeah. i haven't seen it so i'll just trust your guys's judgment yeah no but other than that honestly just uh yeah, just marketing and I'm kind of in a in a place right now where I have like I have time in my schedule where I don't have to be marketing or calling or anything like that, but it's also not enough time to like take a full day of like snowboarding. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, like how do I like mm-hmm. fill this time so as to like not make the rest of the day less productive? Cause it's like pretty instinctual to like be like, oh, I have like an hour here or like half an hour here, might as well like go scroll through Instagram. But it's like obviously, then, <laughs> then you feel less. I don't know, less in the zone, I guess, <laughs> for those other events. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's been a good week, pretty solid. Fucking cold as hell last couple of days. Oh yeah, ha! Huh. For once, it wasn't cold in Edmonton, and it was cold somewhere else. Let's go, dude. What are you talking about? It's been what? terrible here. That wind, yes, yesterday especially. The wind is. Daniel nothing, just doesn't dude. come out of the house. You, dude, <laughs> you're no, out doing it, like cold call training for like three and a half hours, and my face didn't get like rid of the wind burn for like six hours after. It was fucking terrible. I thought you <laughs> snowboarded, Skyler. Yeah, well, it's windy like that. I hide inside. I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. I it was fine. I honestly, I've been like this week. I had so much fun cold calling. It was fucking blast. I had a great time. Fair enough. I had a great time. It's been fun still. Yeah. I, I don't know. I gotta say, guys, I gotta say on that front, like to like, like on the whole cold calling thing, I gotta say, like having being a DM now and having like little franchisees, little humans 
that are like learning this stuff with me is a wild feeling i gotta say my one guy like called me today and uh we did like our first call training and he's like man he's like he's like yeah like i've been looking at the past client lists and like i'm, I'm like i'm ready to go man like i'm gonna make some calls and like you're gonna have two recorded first calls asap it's <laughs> like hell yeah okay and it's just it's cool to see him get all fired up doing a little like the setup meetings with them and uh just just seeing how like little things from like training like inspired them and stuff like that it's uh it's a fun feeling i gotta say oh oh skylar we didn't ask you this because you were on on the last call but if you had to go back to last january and tell tell last january skylar something one piece of advice what advice would that be it all worked out man what (laughs) (laughs) as in like it will all work itself out yeah like every i don't know like i was so worried that i i wasn't gonna like you know like you worry too much about but i mean i guess the paranoid survive so maybe not i wouldn't say that but um no i would just be like just kind of reassure myself that i'm on the right path Mm. that's fair that's kind of similar to what I said. I, I think I said uh, like all stress was internal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just like if you don't give it like meaning, it doesn't doesn't affect you, and you can just proceed. So mm, that's the thing for right and wrong. <laughs> if you if you say something's right or wrong, you're giving it meaning. That's a great way to put it. Sometimes it needs meaning. <laughs> Especially like if you're talking about murder. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't get off of that. Like I'm just I'm trapped on that one subject. I, I was Guarantee we'll this. have an Alex Hermosi or Hermosi, however I hate his last name so much. You right and now. Brady cannot get fucking last names. <laughs> Holy Hermosi. 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 I, I swear we're gonna have one of his wait, 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 wait Skyler. Posted. What's Max's last name? Just say it the out loud. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh shit. Okay. Good job. At least someone gets it. Yeah. Let's put on record. Max Shagaev is more well known by Skylar than Alex Ramosi. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, because I, I know you. <laughs> Brady, how was yeah, your getting a clip? That was good, man. I saw you booking some work or uh, well, I guess I didn't see it, but you 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 definitely posted about it, so yeah, in our in our group chat. We had a really good week, eighty-four k week. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, 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 wait like, did you just, just say to me? Just you alone, or you and John? No, me and John. Okay, okay. Oh, Teamwork. <laughs> How much did you book? Uh, let's go check. Four grand. <laughs> Dude, eighty-four k is like a lot of people's preseasons. Well, Dude, that's some people's. Well, I guess not now, but like when I started in 2020, that was a lot of people's fucking year. <laughs> one to Strata, so that that one, the Strata's like, oh, yeah. excuse the numbers. Okay, you gotta yeah, take that fuck out. That. You guys have been working on that for a while. Yeah, yeah, that Strata one was process. I had to go back four times to requote the Strata, and then the four, and then they booked it. It was forty one thousand. Fuck, that's it's actually like sweet. All I'm the working, all the trim on the big on... fence right now too for a Strata job. I love Stratas. Um. So yeah, I got five plus two plus seven plus one plus eight. 
There's no way that's all I did. Wait, five plus two plus seven plus one? That's 15, uh, isn't it? Yeah, that's 15. No, five plus two. So, I mean, five plus oh, two okay, okay, okay. equals seven. Um. Oh, yeah, and then another two. So, 10. I don't think I'll ever be that numb to doing sales where I don't know exactly how much I booked every single week. Yeah, dude, I'm like that. <laughs> well, I'm looking at John's and mine, man. It's like... Yeah, it's trickier for Brady because they're combined. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I actually wanted to ask because uh, Brady and Daniel, you guys aren't on the leaderboards anymore. I guess, Daniel, you are, but like the Pro Works franchises are all booked at like, I think the lowest right now is like 70 grand. Um, mm-hmm. So like at this point in the season, you're not on there at all. Like, does that feel any different than when you had that competition of seeing where everybody else was at? I honestly have never really given a fuck. If I'm being completely honest, I don't, I like where everybody else is makes zero difference to me. My only focus is on me and like what I want to achieve. And as long as I get myself to where that is, everybody can do their own thing. I was gonna say everybody can go fuck themselves, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> I, I'm I the mean like, Daniel. Like it just it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like what other people in, are doing in their lives, sure you can use that as motivation, but then it can also become like super demotivating <coughs> if you're not looking at it with the right lens. So I just yeah. don't like I just don't want to look at it. Besides you guys, because I know last year Skyler and I we were we were competing a little bit every every now and again. Like I would go ahead and then he'd go ahead and then I'd be like, fuck you, I'm gonna go book more work and I go ahead. But like I'll use it for that. But it, in the grand scheme of things, like the leaderboards are kind of irrelevant and they kind of have been for the last two years. So not having them now really makes no difference. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. They just like fire me up. Like I usually like I still look at everyone's stats and like even if we have different goals, I'll be like, oh, this person passed me by this much. Like, fuck, I got to go book work. But like, especially people that have like similar or the same goals as me, like Zach, you booked fucking 600 bucks this week and that fired me up. <laughs> no way. No way. Zach, $600 like higher than me now. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some internal competition this year, Max. <laughs> oh, you don't even know, Zach. I've been having some internal competition with you for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys both have the same goal? Yeah. yeah. I guess Skyler has the same goal too. Hey, Hundo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, Skyler? A- and a mini DM. Mm-hmm. That's right, baby. Damn, dude. Let's go. That's savage. Yeah, I don't know. I just always want to do my best. And, you know, what other people are doing doesn't affect that. Like, they could all do a million dollars. I wouldn't really care. Or they could all do 10K. I wouldn't really care. It'd be like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, those are just facts, you know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, Brady? Because you said you're different. I'm so competitive, man. Like, I want me and John to stay double the second place person. Oh, oh I guess. Nice. Yeah, I guess. I guess. She's so, like, I see, person. like, let's pull it up right now. I think, who is it, Alita? No, I thought you guys were first. What do you mean? No, no, who's yeah, no, 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 they are. Yeah, but he's saying he wants to double the second place person. Oh, I see what you mean. That's sad. Yeah, she's it's, at 188. Uh... We're at 363. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's Andy. And mm-hmm. he's at 188. But he's not produced at anything. So I don't know. Maybe running a preseason. I don't know. I, that's the other thing, too, is I also have to like keep in mind that like all these pro works people have been running their businesses for longer than I have, with the exception of like Jonah Stark. Like everybody else has already mm. been doing this. So I'm late to the game. So if I was comparing myself to like somebody I started six months behind, it wouldn't yeah. make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't. Because you have to think a lot of these people's like tra- probably transferred over as well because mm-hmm. yeah daniel, like, one, thing, one thing i noticed daniel was like 
book in a crap load of exterior jobs in like November and December because like they're mm-hmm. all for next year anyways mm-hmm. yeah so just coming into the year with like that much pre-booked work is ridiculous yeah yeah and that's going to be my plan for this year yeah. ongoing but it's just like I know right now like I'm starting I'm starting a few yards off of the start line you know what I mean like everybody else is on the start line already or ahead of it and I'm I'm a little further back so like it doesn't make sense to compare myself because then you just end up yeah with no like, not not at all you just end well, up yeah. with like negative self-comparison right and it's, it's what is your working. goal I'm gonna try and do half a million so yeah so like if you take it in like the overall painting business aspect not just pro works for a third year a third year business owner do half a mil that's pretty amazing yeah it would basically so, mean almost almost doubling my business again which i did i like my first yeah. second year i tried to do that and i was i fell just a little short so i'm assuming if i try and do it again and i just apply that same lens like i'll fall just a little short and we'll be okay with that but I, i'd like to see that number it would be really dope so you want a hundred percent business revenue increase basically yeah that sounds amazing so yeah, yeah. like 30 yeah. percent increase year over year is amazing it's like imagine 100 percent increase mm-hmm. i'd buy that stock that's for sure <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's definitely gonna be... well at this yeah. rate right now you're just a penny stock you don't have enough track record yeah, yeah, yeah. we should all be yeah. betting on daniel right now buying ten thousand dollars <laughs> i make that <laughs> joke business. with megan all the time because like when when she, like her and i first started dating i was like you bought that stock so cheap like it was like she got me on like on sale you know what i mean like i was a piece negative. of shit <laughs> yeah. <Native> money <laughs> yeah daniel was partying you know doing drugs oh, just being, a, being a delinquent and now just, being, <laughs> just 180 <laughs> just being total garbage man yeah it's uh like buying bitcoin in 2008 or 2011 mm-hmm. whenever it was created yeah yeah i'd probably slap the old dan i'm not gonna lie like if i saw me at 20 years old i would backhand myself and get your shit together what are you doing fuck's well, that a fair statement though because i mean you are daniel <laughs> for who you are today because of that dude i mean i'd still slap him <laughs> really <laughs> yeah 100 dude some of the shit i was doing is just not <laughs> okay fair like, enough. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like there's just there's no fucking way man like I, yeah like i should be in like jail i should be dead like there's no like <laughs> the fact that i'm sitting here right now is a fucking blessing so like i would slap the shit out of myself 100 fair enough fair enough man yeah daniel how was did you, has anyone asked you how your week was so far not yet. It was yeah. amazing. Um, anyway, so how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, how was your week, man? It was really good. I um, yeah, like I said, I was. I'm just having a fucking great time right now. I'm, you know, I'm, I just feel like things are starting to kind of like get the momentum going. I'm starting to push that ball up the hill, and you know, like I'm hiring some people. I I lost somebody this week actually. They they decided they didn't want to market anymore. So you know, just got to keep moving, right? But I'm was like, the yeah, I, ironically enough. Yeah. Mm. I was actually, I completely forgot to bring it up because before you said you gave him like a deadline of like, uh, he has to get it back to you by like the weekend or whatever it was. Right. And then I'm pretty sure if like, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, he got back to you after, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I gave him a week from the interview, which was the following Thursday. And he said he would let me know by the end of the weekend, but I like, didn't put any pressure on it. Oh, I was I like, okay. yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, it makes no difference to me. But yeah, he came out, he tried it. I mean, he also just has a lot of other things going on in his life. So I can understand that. Um, like not everyone is built like me where they can just like 
do all of this extra shit and still like be okay so i was just like hey no worries like no hard feelings doesn't matter right like he came out he gave it a shot and then he just realized it wasn't workable for his life and instead of like dicking me around he was just like hey i want to like not do this i'm like cool yeah (laughs) fucking sweet man yeah i'd much rather that than someone who's like just yeah it fucks you around for like yeah doesn't show up or like you know what i mean like there's a lot of different ways that that could have gone and i think it, it ended up being okay and like luckily i've overhired in my marketing team so like i just have like one more spot that i have to fill again but with the people i have currently i'll still be able to hit the the goals that i want to hit so is what it is but i'm having a lot of fun i i like i've realized how much more fun i have coaching a marketing team when cold calling versus just doing it by myself and like I'm super happy that I was able to do it by myself the first couple of years. And I'm very grateful for like Skylar because, you know, if he didn't come out with me and cold call with me in my first year, I don't know if I could have gotten through it the same way. Like it was just like doing it by yourself when you're it's minus 30 and it's cold as fuck (laughs) and you're knocking on doors and people are like my very first night of cold calling. I was like, I don't know, like 20 or 30 houses. And this guy yelled at me like he started swearing at me. And I was just like all by myself in the cold. And I like call I think I called Connor and I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, it's okay, Just like keep going. And then like, you know, I like pushed through it. But like those nights fucking suck. And they're so hard. And like I give so much like kudos to anybody that can get through that and just like play that mental game. And I'm super grateful that I did, but like going out now and having like four or five people with me and I'm coaching one or two of them and we're having a good time. We're laughing and like, it's just a different experience. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I don't that. know. I, love I think that, like, man. yeah, if you're like, if you have the option to go with somebody, even if it means like linking up with another franchisee in your, in your city and just like, going together and trading off zones like whatever the case might be i think it's it makes it so much better and it's so valuable in a lot of different ways that like i don't know if people realize like yeah 100 plus it's like you can negotiate as much because like if you're going by yourself it's like ah you know i'm gonna go like i'm just gonna show up like 10 minutes late because i have to do this mm-hmm. thing that's more important whereas like mm-hmm. if you have to meet someone there or like at your house at exactly the time it's like well guess we're showing up <laughs> yeah dude no it's it's straight up in an accountability thing for sure like there's like i can't not be there when i say i'm going to be there because i have three other people that i'm employing that have to also be there so it's like you know and i also have this rule in my business that like you know you have three strike late policy but i was like that also applies to me so if i show up late on you and i don't tell you what's going on you get to fucking give me shit like i'm like i think it should be a two-way street right my employees love that shit <laughs> so you know like for me i'm like yo we gotta go i can't be late like i gotta get out the door right so that accountability mm-hmm. is is critical and it's just i i really enjoy cold calling right now versus like a year or two ago I, it just wasn't the same do you market every session with your people Yeah, I always my goal is to always have four of us to go out. So usually what I do Sunday, I send out the schedule. Like I'll be like, hey, we're cold calling like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday from like 430 to 730. And then the first three people that opt in get those slots. So like once Monday is full, it's full. Sorry, you like you don't. Right. So then it also incentivizes people to be like, oh, I want to work. And they like they respond really quick so they mm-hmm. can take those shifts. I like that. I like that. That's so, doing it. I'm curious because like I was trying to build it to the point where I have the people going out marketing for me and like, I'm not going out with them. Like I'm training them how to do it. I do a couple of training sessions with them and then they go on their own. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a bad way of going about it or 
Like, do you think it's just situational? It's probably situational, but I would recommend that you have like a marketing lead or like a marketing manager, like somebody that you're paying a little bit more to organize that team and run that team that's been trained very, very well and is very good at doing it. If you're going to step outside of it, like, but for me right now, it's just like, I have the time, like I'm not really doing anything else so i may as well be out there with them but the goal for me is to eventually place somebody into that like marketing manager role and then they would run the sessions like i would still set the schedules and pick the areas that they would be responsible for meeting everyone there helping out with anyone that might need any helping you know like that kind of stuff like i still like training all my people myself because i want to make sure that like the quality of the training that they're getting is up here and it's not like a game of telephone where like I train somebody and then they train somebody the wrong way and they you know they they end up having a harder time with that position. So I think yes, you don't want to be marketing the whole time. And like Skyler and I had huge success with that last year. Was it last year where we had our nope. marketing team? The first year. First year, two years yeah. ago. Yeah. So I want to replicate that, but I think you want to make sure that the person that's running the show, like I think we had Riley <coughs> running it, and she was she was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and cold calling is worth so much. Like it's, it's like such a valuable activity in your business too. I was it was fun doing that. My set meetings with the rookies and just like showing them my example of like the you all know the whole like sale per revenue thing. Obviously, in the stats, you can figure mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So doing that and like I, I think my cold calling this year at the end of the year ended up being valued at like each lead I got was worth two hundred and fifty dollars profit, just about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. So super valuable you can go out and make like i mean it's all it's such a f- weird way of saying it but like, you can go out and then i make like five to five hundred to a thousand dollars yeah plus like i don't know i feel like if um well yeah like daniel said because i was in the same boat as you zach where i for the longest time was like i want to get to a point where like i hire out all my cold calling and like i just don't want to be involved in that because that's like my least favorite part of the business but like one like i kind of changed my mind so that like okay, I have to just learn to love it. So how can we do that? Um, But also it's like, if you don't have someone that's, I don't even know if you can be equally as enrolled in the business, but like enrolled to the, in the business to like a similar level as you are, it's going to be very difficult, like for them to be that accountable with consistency and putting in as much effort as they can over a long period of time. So you need like some kind of leader, some kind of manager there with them. Um, it's also like, it's the same thing that I would never ask my painters to like do shit that I would, wouldn't want to do or would be too lazy to do. So it's like when you're there in the field, it shows them like, Oh, Zach's not just telling us to go out and cold call like five nights a week or whatever it is. He's actually here in the field with us. He, like, look at him. He's a fucking leader. He's uh, he's like, leading us uh like in the ranks um and same thing as brady was talking about like uh last call or a couple calls ago whenever that was like cold calling in itself like fucking great habits that you build from it like it's great for your mental state it's great for uh developing consistency in other areas of your life so it's like probably for the next couple of years um maybe even longer until you have someone that replaces you um in that aspect of the business it's probably a good idea that you go out with your cold callers Hmm. can i just elaborate on what you said max to like refresh the habits cold calling develops go for it um so obviously exercising we're gonna fucking three hours walking up and down hills um teaches you how to handle rejection so you're getting like no like every door pretty much uh teaches you objection handling 
um obviously like you know like you know the, you guys know the classic objection handles it's in the manual all that stuff it teaches you tonality as well like the way you say things to clients how to book work body language um, thinking on your yeah, feet like body language problem solving critical thinking on your feet like max said um but yeah and then obviously just just social skills and as well as mindset like daniel was saying earlier how hard it was his first year to go out by himself and push through a negative 30 like it's so weird because it's just a simple like job technically but the long-term benefit of the skills this job has is is absolutely ridiculous mm -hmm. zach i actually wrote something down from a conversation we had on our zoom call a few months ago um it was just uh, when you were talking about wanting to uh, to work with like TradeArc, like your reasons why. And then you mm -hmm. had like two points behind it. And I, I wanted to bring this up in the future at some point. So I think it's a cool time now maybe. But um, the two reasons why, like your your mindset, it seemed like going into this new year, you're like two why powers, the two statements you gave were that you wanted to prove to myself of doing what I'm doing um, and then fell short of what I knew I could do. Damn. You remember that? <laughs> I do, yeah. Damn, Skylar has like footnotes from a while ago just to call us on our shit. Nobody. I like this. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> it's the DM in him, man, coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I think yeah, I think I'm in a I'm in a very like in unique situation because like I don't really have a whole lot of time to be cold calling one because I'm in school full time. That takes up a lot of my, my days. Like I've, I'm in five courses. I have homework. I have classes. I have, you know, like all, all these things I need to do with school. So that definitely does eat up quite a bit of my time. Like, and I, I don't think that's an excuse that I'm, I'm making, but it also is the point where I don't love cold calling. And like, that might, I might, that might be something I just have to get past, but like over the last two years, I've I've delegated it pretty successfully. I think I might have just gotten really lucky with Stefan last year. So I maybe, but honestly, I also agree with you though, Zach. Like I, I'm not when I when I said that I wasn't saying like, no, no, no. I get out there and cold yeah. call, right? Because like obviously you've you've made it work. Like there's there's a reason why we like we hire painters as well, and it's like there's 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 reasons why we like we bring people in and we delegate and everything like that. Um. I just think like in a personal development side of things for you, just based off of like those two statements, like where I'm coming from it is I think the reason behind your, you talking about what you're talking about of cold calling is, uh, and also not to sound like a dick, but like your situation is not that unique. Yeah. You're I was going to say that. <laughs> I, I meant to say out of the but, five uh, of us. Yeah. I'm just, just playing, but um, yeah. I think it's more so that you just, you don't enjoy it because maybe you just don't fully understand how to do it really great. And then when you go, when you're doing it, it's very uncomfortable. So then it's easier to hire someone to do it versus you could do it and like get really good at it and figure out exactly how to do it really well. And then um, feel a lot more at ease and peace when you have your people out there doing it. Zach, let me ask you a question. Cause obviously last year you plateaued um, at a certain point and you kind of uh, took the, took your foot off the gas did that happen at all in your first year where you felt yourself starting to plateau at any point or feel burnout or anything like that? Yeah, I definitely felt burnout, but, um, did you feel like you slowed down even if it was a tad? Yeah, definitely a tad for sure. So to tie it, it in, quite as severe. yeah. Um, what Daniel was talking about, like 
he was cold calling. He fucking hated it. He did not want to do it. And every single day he had to pick himself back up and go out and do it because that's what he knew needed to be done. Do you think that if you had that same mentality and you did the exact same thing within your business, that would carry on to other aspects where later on in the summer, you're starting to feel burnout. You're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't make that extra call. You know, I'm tired. I've been doing this. I have so many other things to do. But because you built up that consistency with cold calling and you've had that mentality of like, I'm out here to do what needs to be done. That's going to carry through. And you're going to say, you know what? No, like I feel tired, but I'm still going to go out and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think like, that's a good point. I mean, like, I'll kind of tell you guys where, like what my point of view is with, with uh, the whole cold calling thing. I, I think that for myself, I find personally that with the time that I have in a day, I would prefer to spend my time either calling leads or, you know, doing different things within the business or like taking time to myself and pay people to go out marketing for me than to do it myself. That being said, could I do it? Absolutely. I could be doing it. But I just think that like personally that, if I'm able to hire these people and employ them and pay them to go do it and they're willing to do it and I'm continually teaching them and like growing with them, like I'll go out in the field with them, you know, whenever they ask me to, whenever they need, like I, I tell them to ask, well, I tell them like if they, you know, if they feel like they need additional help or additional coaching, like to let me know. And they, they have like stuff in, and I had had many conversations last year where we worked on lots of different things. And I do pad meetings with my marketers and like different things like that. So I don't like, I don't really know. I feel like it kind of, to me, it feels similar to painting to the point where like I can bring these people on to do this for me. And like, if I'm thinking of it from the big business point of view, cold calling is not going to be something that is going to be my role if I grow the business to something that's going to be scalable. So I just like, I understand where all you guys are coming from. Like your points make total sense, but for the way that I'm thinking of it, it just is not something that I, I want to like be doing every day. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Can I ask something? Yeah. Cause I used to be the same position as you, Zach, uh, last year, September's I hated cold calling, blah, 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 that stuff. Talk to John, he changed my mindset. Now I actually like love cold calling. Um, do you feel that you're above the cold calling task? Mm-hmm. That's what John asked me and it fucking hit me. Cause I had the same mindset as you. I was like, man, why am I doing all that? Can I can be at home calling leads, blah, blah, all this stuff. Yeah, like, I, I guess so. I guess it feels yeah. like it's just something that can be so easily delegated. Yeah, like you feel like your time is worth more. But then, like, we actually sat down to the math, like, to get a cold call lead. And then if you look at the estimates ratio and all that stuff, like, I know it's your first year in Lethbridge, you have to look at the previous years. But, like, mm-hmm. how much are you actually making per hour cold calling? Like, I'm just doing an example from our stats. So, each cold call all gets a little skewed because we transferred over cold call leads. So, for last year... um. How often does uh, John cold call? John comes out two days a week, Monday and Wednesdays. 
Okay, Zach. So <laughs> you're saying you want to completely delegate your cold calling. If the guy that's doing $1.5 million in revenue, 1.5 million, you're not even at half a million is still cold calling two days a week. Yeah. Doesn't that say something? Okay. So I'll say one thing. Yeah. So, so last year, our, uh, our sales per lead cold call was 1,163. And the average lead is one lead per hour. So you're telling me I'm making $1,163 in revenue for my business to go out per hour of cold calling. So you're telling me every day I go for three hours, I'm making $3,300. Like, and then your profits, 30% average profit. So I'm making at $1,100 to go out door knocking every day. I'm going to fucking go out door knocking every day to make $1,100 a day. Yeah. Because every unless day I miss door knocking. That, yeah. Unless you think that your time is worth more than $1,100 at this point or whatever that number is for you then it just logically makes sense for you to go. Yeah. But obviously every area is different. So I'd probably look mm. at the previous Lethbridge franchisees um, uh, stats and then do the math that I just did and then see if it actually is worth it for you to go out. Because like Max just said, in Kelowna, cold calling is so important that John still comes out two days a week with us. Mm-hmm. Even though we have seven cold callers, John still comes out. So I would, if I were you, I would look at your whoever's before we left bridge i'd look at probably the past two or three years do the math on the cold calling and then go about that way and if it's any if it's over any number that you think is valuable whether you value your time at 50 dollars an hour 100 dollars an hour whatever number it is then make your decision that way like i i totally understand that but i just can't help like keep thinking like why wouldn't you just not employ more people to go cold calling like yes you can do it but why would you just not bring on more people yeah. to do it for you and you can pay them to do it i am kind of guys you make a good point uh, i'm just gonna say one thing that i've noticed over the past few months my cold callers in the summer sorry in the in the winter versus like the end of summer last year they're first of all they're better and they enjoy their job more mm-hmm. because i'm going out with them every single day and constantly but I, improving but i could also argue on the flip side my marketer last year i trained him over zoom Mm -hmm. i went out with him a few times i was calling him whenever he had questions he loved it and turned into a franchisee do you think that could have been a one-off though because because he turned into a franchisee yeah it absolutely could have been yeah obviously he was like a more driven individual and like wanted more out of his future than like most would like because i've had a lot of marketers over the years where like i trained them i checked up on them multiple times like we did pad meetings and all that but regardless, if I wasn't going out with them, I noticed their their efforts and starting to slack over the course of the winter. Like you felt like the days that you weren't there, they they weren't pushing as hard. No, no, no. Like not even like days when I wasn't there, but like if I was like, okay, you guys are all trained up, like I'm gonna check up on you and gonna make sure you know what you're doing. But like from now on, you guys are gonna be going out on your own. Like that the energy shifted because I wasn't actually in the field with them. Like I'm not saying you have to go out with them every single day, like if that's what makes sense for your business, like for John, then yeah, if I can go like two, three days a week only, but I don't think you should try to like delegate it out entirely. Entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's true. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm above cold calling cause I'm, I'm absolutely not, but it's just, I find it difficult to, to justify like not bringing on additional people when like, in the past of me doing that, they've gotten better results than I've gotten. Because <laughs> like when I used to go out with Stefan, he would absolutely smoke me. 
and get way more leads. So I think it, maybe it's like my, you know, recency bias or whatever that's called. That's just kind of tainting my, my belief on this, but I don't know. It, 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 I definitely need to think about that though. And really like understand what I, what I want to do with that. Cause I, I definitely do think I should stay involved with, with the cold calling, you know, like probably at least once per week, just to be out there with the marketers and make sure that they're, you know, staying consistent with their, with their efforts and then still getting leads and whatnot. But Zach, if you, if you had to ask yourself a question, like take the emotion out of it of like what you're feeling right now, if you had to ask yourself, am I doing absolutely everything I can to ensure I hit my goal of $300,000 this year, would you still go out cold calling or would you still try to delegate it all? I would delegate it. Hmm. If I'm being honest, if I, if I want to do everything in the power for me to hit my goal, I would employ five, like four or five marketers. I would train them very well. I would show them exactly what they need to do and get them to go do it. And then while they're doing that, I would be calling those leads that they're bringing in. And, and like, like I said, maybe this is different for me because like out of the five of us, I like, I am in school right now. So like the only time I have to call leads or cold call is like in the evenings, like from the time I wake up till, you know, four or 5 PM is school. Whether you have that's... a lunch break? Well, yeah, I have a lunch break, but I'm at the university. How long How long is your lunch break? Well, I have breaks between my classes, but like I have homework and assignments and things I have to do. I don't have like a you set know lunch map break. On how many hours a week you spend like working on school? Fuck, I could try and do like a little quick calculation here. Um, yeah, like this is hard because like we're not in school, so it's hard for us to understand Zach's position. Yeah, but that being said, like ninety nine percent of student works is in school. That's kind of the yeah. premise of the company, and everybody fucking goes at cold calling. Actually, yeah, okay, good point. Actually, yeah. No, no, no. I, I yeah, <laughs> I get it. Like most people are in school, and most people do go cold calling. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I can't. If I like, like the physical time of my day, I could go cold calling. But I just like I feel like it's something that I could so easily pay other people to do. I'm like, in my head, it's like, why would I spend every day doing that? when I'm willing to pay these other people to do it and they want to do it. Do you guys kind of see where I'm coming from, from there? No, I definitely see your point of view. I think it makes sense if you have the right team and you have somebody that is a mini version of you to run that team. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. Like it needs to be, and I'm not at the point yet where it's super organized. Obviously I only have one marketer right now, but I want to like build that, that team where I have somebody who's been like, I'm very closely in communication with that's organizing this stuff and like kind of like a production manager, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Like, that's the thing. I, like it's not even about communication or organization. Cause like cold calling, if I can pull up the map, you know, guys know where you're going, like organizing oh, yeah. the cold calling the cold callers. Like that's not the hard part. It's more just like having that leader. So that's why I said, like, I think you need, that one person to be really enrolled in the vision and in you guys hitting the business. Cause without them, the cold callers aren't going to be like pushing their limits as hard as if they had someone there leading them. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing as if I tried to 
schedule my painters for two months of painting. And I was like, okay, you guys are on your own. We're going to be doing checkups, make sure everything's good. But like, we're not going to have any kind of crew chiefs. I'm not going to be like having meetings, like trying to push us forward. Like all, all your job is, is painting. That's it. Like it'd be, it'd be a different environment. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And what were you going to say? I'll ask you one thing. What do you do instead of cold calling? Like if you were cold calling that evening, but you didn't, what would you be doing instead? I mean, right now it would be either, you know, doing homework, calling leads or like some of it is maybe not useful time. Like I'll, I'll admit that I'm not always doing something that's productive during the time I could be cold calling, but I, I feel like some of it too, I just need to spend time for myself. Like I need that yeah. time where I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And then I just wanted to elaborate on what Max is saying earlier about uh, like, are you doing the most you can do to hit your goals? So yeah, uh, instead of you doing knocking, you could just hire another person, right? Um, so I obviously don't know your numbers, but let's just take the numbers that I got previously. So we get $1,100 per lead times roughly three leads an hour. So every night, we're going out, we're getting roughly $3,300 time. So that's per night. I go four nights of the week. So 13000 a week times 16 weeks in the preseason. So $211,000 in revenue. So theoretically, for every person I'm hot, we hire as a door knocker is getting us $211,000 in revenue, theoretically, from cold calling. Not like actually just for number sake. Yeah. So I have to look at this now and be like, you know what? I don't want the ten eleven thousand dollars, so I'm not gonna go door knocking. Like the extra two hundred thousand, like we could hire five people and do a million, and 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 then I could also go out and do one point two million. Oh, and do the extra I, see, I see what Brady's saying. It's it, he's saying that like you are an addition to that number. Yeah, there's always like the one more. Like yeah, you can go knock on fifty doors. That but extra like, work. Yeah. That fifty one. Uh, fifty. Yeah, but you could just go hire another person. <laughs> theoretically but, until you run but then out of you money. could also go out then you can still but, keep going out and do just more but how numbers. are you running out of money if you're booking all this work from it it's like a, it's well, feeding itself theoretically yeah you, you, have to, you, you ha- well no you have to produce it like until you've earned that money you can't use it so like yes mm-hmm. you could do that in the production season but we're talking like in the preseason right now like do you have an infinite amount of money zach because i fucking don't well, no, but I like, <laughs> I have the money budgeted for to pay right. marketers to do a lot of marketing. Wait, Zach, are you sorry? Just so we're talking like on the same page, are you talking about doing this this year, or are you just talking about in the future you want to hire it out entirely? I want to get to the part where I'm I'm cool calling no more than once a week this this year. That's my plan. I mean, I've, I've never like I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I've never actually like. Besides my first year when I couldn't hire anybody, that was the only time I really cold called. And that was when I went home for a week. Like I went out with Stefan probably three times last year. And like, I just, this might just be a bias from my business, but I just don't view it as me being out there as super critical to the success of cold calling. I don't you know. Have to I, see I'm going to be honest. Max, you got to see Zach's been an out of town franchisee his whole time. It was too yeah. mm-hmm. Look at our rookie. We had Ethan Jenkinson. He was like our, well, he was right underneath Daniel as a rookie. He did 160 in his rookie year. And he was going to school in Toronto the entire year. And like I helped him train some cool callers. We got people going for him. And that was just his only option. Mm-hmm. So I do see what Zach's saying because for me, like that, that third year where I also got it all kind of like dialed in there with like that cold calling team that Daniel and I made. I was going cold calling with them 
in uh in the beginning months like jan like january february march but then when i knew that like production season was coming up and i wanted to like ramp up my sales even a little bit harder instead of going cold calling that team was trained up they've seen my face for the last oh shit thank you um they've seen my face and i've trained them like they know what's going on they're like part of the, the mission i completely took myself out of the out of the out of the equation i had like four marketers going out getting me like 20 30 leads every single week yeah no i like i 100% see your point zach like i understand that um cold calling is something that can be trained and delegated whereas like other tasks like initial calls are harder to do that with and there's also like the whole argument of like setting up your schedule uh, in a way for it to be sustainable over a long period of time. And if I tell you like, oh, you have like this extra hour each day, like instead of taking time for yourself, just going cold call or whatever, like, yeah, you might do it, but you'll probably burn out. So I 100% see your points. I don't know, man, like a, a part of me just, I have a really strong feeling that because you never really uh, cold called that much other than like your first year there. And then like, you don't like it in general. I feel like that's the frontline decision that you don't like it and that you don't want to be doing it. And then like the actual reasons are being justified after. Um, mm. I'm, I'm not saying that's like a bad thing, but I think like that's where it's stemming from where it's, it kind of seems like it's coming from a point of uh, just having a weak mind. Yeah, I can, I can understand that as well. Like, and I'm also viewing it as well. Like t tell me if you guys think this is, this is, you know, like not the right train of thought, but I view like, you know, making a marketing team and, you know, delegating that, having the leaders just like, you know, stepping out of, out of painting every day, like bringing in the, like the, like, you know, your crew chiefs and whatnot to, to do those tasks and having your painters and like slowly like pushing off that responsibility onto them. You're still there, you know, like, like you're there to support them, but you're just not like holding their hand every day in the field. Like you're there when they need you, but you're not, always like right there with them i don't know like, yeah i think we can simplify this guys i think this is going like like honestly like way like i think we're going like too deep with this um i how i personally see this is like it just comes down to like what are you trying to pull out of this experience act like it's it's like what what is it for you um and the reason why i brought up those two points earlier that i said that i wrote down about you was because of this reason is it like okay like are like are you with with cold calling, is it is, is is that something that you want to get used as like developing and you want to learn that skill? Like we all just said, like we talked about how it keeps you sharp on your toes. You have to be adaptable. It teaches you how to work with tonality, which we could even tie that back to maybe your first call. And maybe if you got better if like your tonality and practicing it, maybe your first calls get better, for example. So I think the argument is behind it with that. Um, I do agree with you though in saying that you don't need to be going out five days a week in your business to to have success with cold calling. But I think completely removing yourself from the equation when it could be something that is a piece to that is going to help you get to your goals. I think you're being stupid not to per, not not to like take part in that activity. Because when you don't take part of cold calling and you totally yes, it's awesome. Like you're you're learning how to delegate, you're building great teams, you're you're building a great business. But that's that cold calling is what's going to make you better at sales. It's going to make you better at marketing in general in all different facets of, of the sense. It's going to make you better in conversation, how to handle that rejection. And, and everything else like that so it's, it's just simple as do you feel like that's an area that you need to to grow in and get better at right now and if the answer is yes i feel like cold calling is going to be a stepping stone to that objective that you want but if it's not 
then I would continue doing what you're doing. I'll leave you with a quote from John Morgan. You can either have things easy or you can grow, not both. Yeah, because I mean, look at Stefan. This guy's an absolute savage. He's going to come in here now and run a such a, like I think his his marketing is going to be unreal because he's gone through the trenches and he knows how to do it. Like he was literally training the rookies as a rookie on how to cold call and doing it better than most vets in Edmonton are. Mm -hmm. So that's going to help him with his sales and everything else, in my opinion. So I just think now that you have the advantage of, cool, I'm actually in my town. I can actually take part in it. Maybe just get yourself a little bit uncomfortable. Why are you buying? Why'd you get that that big tub for your ice baths? You can just walk outside in the cold. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think... I think I think cold calling is super valuable, like for everything that Skylar just said. But I also highly believe in delegation, and my end game is to build a team that doesn't necessarily need me. But does that mean I'm not going to go out? Absolutely not. I'm still going to go out because, like, I think it's valuable. But when I'm busy, I want it to exist and be its own machine that still produces stuff. And I think with that too, is like people like, I guess like Daniel, myself, Brady and Max, we've done a couple of years of cold calling already. And I guess we have that experience is what we're trying to say. So then we're like saying it has helped us where you as more or less have just heard of it or have gotten success stories from the people that you've hired and you've been able to translate systems to them, but you actually haven't gone out yourself to do it Mm -hmm. yeah i think what it comes down to i guess is just kind of maybe doing a combination like totally i think it would be a good idea for me to go out you know once a week with my people just to just like you know like you say get uncomfortable with it and you know still still kind of learn those skills but also employ amount of people that you know can generate me way more leads like that they'll be going out hopefully every day of the week, you know, it's one person at least going out every day mm-hmm. <clears throat> that way. Like I'm still, you know, having my, like my hands in it, but I'm not doing all the heavy lifting at the same time. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, if you cold call five days a week, you're taking, you're taking away a prime time to make, be making calls, which is also kind of a stupid thing to be giving up because you're getting those leads at night. So that means they're at home at night and most available to talk at that time as well. So it is strategic as well to, have those times scheduled to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. So then that's when you get into leveraging your business too, right? You have your A players out doing, doing the stuff while you're at home making the calls. Like that's such a cool feeling too. Like go cold calling, like a month, go cold calling Monday, make the calls on a Tuesday night. And then your team's still going out that Tuesday night while you're making calls. And then it just like, it trickles in. It's, it's fun. Or sometimes I even used to do, um, is uh just to like make an appearance if like this is when I, I i'm only saying this i'm not saying this is like necessarily part of the systems by any means or how anyone should do it but when yes, i was super, DM on the call is yeah i know because <laughs> i know they'll, they'll hear it and they'll slam me for it but um how and i think it's effective but when i was super slammed and i was like, like really stretched into my schedule when i was in school and doing my like all my sports teams and working part-time jobs and everything else i really had limited time to actually do all these different things, but I still want to be a part of it. So I'd sometimes even go show up. I'd cold call for like an hour with my team, get them started, go like check in, do a couple doors with them and just make face and like keep myself fresh in the game with it. And then I'd go home and make calls for the next like hour and a half or whatever it looked like. So that way I'm, I'm kind of like still doing both and making the most of my time that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so that could even because i mean if you and i get it like if you hate cold calling like i 
fair enough, man. And if you if you want to delegate out and everything like that, but I'm just saying it because you literally said the reason why like like you you wanted to work with Ammer and your big goal for this year was I'll read it again was prove to myself of doing what I'm doing and fell short of what I knew I could do. So like I don't know, man. I just I feel like those like you're you're holding yourself back based off of like the goals that you literally have set out for this year. I'd also challenge yourself before you decide to eliminate yourself from cold calling or pretty much reduce yourself entirely from it is to learn to love it because this -hmm. is the first year like i know still early on so like just completely talking out of my ass i could change at any moment but like i'm fucking looking like i finished cold calling at 4 p.m today i'm looking forward to tomorrow at 4 p.m to start my next cold call session i am excited for it (laughs) i've never had that before but it's like if you get to a point where you're you learn to love cold calling and you still want to delegate it fucking by all means, man, if, if you have, <coughs> if you have the the money for it, you have the right people for it, then do it. But mm-hmm. until that point, mm-hmm. just like, make sure you're coming at it from, from a place of kind of totally. wanting to improve your business. Why do you think you love from it now? Actual rational point of view. I don't know, man. Like, cause I, I've gone through this. Yeah. I think I have the answer for you. Just cause like, I, I, I personally think it's, you, you've actually, you've just figured out how to do it. You finally have figured out your flow you figured out what what to say and you know you know what to do so you don't you're not going to cold calling as much anymore with like the unknown in your brain of what could happen or what might happen you think you're going out with a lot more control and you've like spent a lot of time to understand what that task looks like potentially i think like in the way i say things and the way i carry myself the only thing this year has changed is my mindset in terms of kind of the leads I want um, basically like, cause before I'd be like, Oh, I need to go out and fucking just get as many leads as possible. Like obviously make sure that they're interested in painting, but like, um, <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but you, but like what you're saying is like, you have direction now. Yeah. This year I'm like, okay, like we don't want every lead. Like I, I'd be more than okay with getting like one lead in a night, but making sure they're a fucking like a plus lead. So that's your purpose for the session now versus maybe beforehand you're, you're Mm -hmm. literally just going out without a purpose or a reason why or understanding why you're even really out there. You're just like, well, I got to go out because I know I'll get leads. And then hopefully within those leads, I'll find some people I actually want to do jobs for, or that might want to like talk to me. But now you're like, okay, I know exactly what I'm looking for and the type of person I want to talk to. And I I know Uh, the person I want to be for that to attract that type of person mm-hmm. you've learned that no and you're definitely like right. a game it's like mm-hmm. a game now you're out there like searching for that person because that's what i started doing it was it got fun like when daniel and i started doing it i was like all right i know exactly who i like how i need to like be at the door to attract the type of client that i want to work with and then we will find each other and i'm just going to keep getting no's and rejected and rejected and rejected until i find that person because i know that i'm going to make someone's night tonight and solve their problem tonight Mm-hmm. how many no, times you go cold calling they're right. like oh my gosh we were just talking about this like this is crazy timing mm-hmm. yeah no I, I didn't even think of that but i think you're definitely right i kind of have more of a purpose of as to why i'm doing it and that makes it that much more exciting and like i actually look forward to it yeah so tie a purpose behind it zach like what's what, what would be what would be the purpose to going cold calling and if they're like and again like do what you do what you're going to do we're not saying you have to cold call i mean you probably should but, um tie a purpose behind it it doesn't have to be because you want to grow your business maybe maybe it could be for something completely different for me honestly it obviously like i, I went out because i wanted to make money but my purpose behind it was more so i wanted to get really good at communicating and i wanted to really handle rejection in my life better and get like bulletproof with it needless to say so that was my that was my thing with it and then the results just followed because of my passion for that one thing 
Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally understand where 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 you're coming from. Um. Yeah, I I think I think what I'm gonna do, like I said earlier, is just um, get in the field one t- one time per week. Mm-hmm. That way, I'm you know, force myself to get a little bit uncomfortable because I don't love cold calling and. But I understand what Max was saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying that I need to actually like expose myself to it, learn to love it. And then I'm still in this in the frame of mind that I, I want it to be delegated, but I think it would be good for my people to see me out with them at least once per week in the field. Yeah. That way they're seeing me kind of as a you know, like leading them as well. Well, dude, you're just thinking of it as you're strengthening the muscle. Cold calling always sucks to get back in the flow of it, just like going to the gym mm-hmm. because that muscle is weak and it's not used to being under tension. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I think I've, it's very difficult for me to like conceptualize this because I've never really experienced it. And the way I've always been thinking about it is I can just scale it up by bringing in more and more people, which I still want to do. But I think that, the approach of doing that might need to just change a little bit. Do you think you would regret at the end of your student work's life not experiencing that? Mm. I don't know. Like I have experienced cold calling. Like it's not that I've never done it. Like I have done it. But you've never done it consistently over the entire year and had to go out every single day, even when you didn't want to. Even for like two months straight, I go like, like eight, 10 sessions in a row. Don't, don't falter like do you want to like come out of your year and be like because I, I know there's a lot of operators that don't cold call and they don't need to like they have other means of, of making it happen they don't even introduce them to their business at all but i'm just asking like is that an <clears throat> is that something you think that you want to learn and get good at and do you think that you would regret not because it's super cool saying that you're like oh yeah stefan did this but i mean it'd be cool for you to also like I don't know. That's just like I'm speaking from my heart, more or less. Personally, I, I honestly don't. I don't really think so. But that's just kind of like my frame that's, of mind right now. That's awesome. Like it's power in knowing that. So I don't know. I just like when Stefan was out there marketing for me last year, and he was seeing success. I like I was like, this is awesome. Like I, yeah, this is great. I don't feel like I'm, you know, any less because I'm not doing that as well like but i, I felt like that was sorry i said i think it's different because when you were in white core that wasn't really an option you couldn't just uh or sorry when yeah. you were living in Lethbridge, you couldn't just go down to white court and cold call now you have that option so now it's not that um you're doing everything to the best of your abilities you're choosing not to cold call yeah i guess that's what the disconnect is so i think what we're trying to say zach to sum it up is we're just challenging you to to just to try it to to, for an Mm -hmm. experimental purpose yeah i think the whole purpose of this conversation is less around like the value of it i think we all understand it i think it's just we're pointing out that like hey man you're sitting at the dinner table and there's actually a dish over there that you haven't touched and like it might be worth trying that shit yeah somebody else can pass you that dish but at the end of the day if you get up walk over to the other side of the table and pick up that dish it's (coughs) that much better at the end of the dinner Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just want to see you grow, yeah, Zach. Just try it, dude. I don't know. Or, I yeah, you might. Try. Yeah, you might try it. Yeah. And you might fucking hate I, it, but like at least I then you know, it. like I hate it. <laughs> and like I totally understand where you guys are coming from. I'm really gonna have to sit on this and like think about it deeply, <laughs> and just uh, 
really understand like the decision I want to make with it because yeah, yeah it's um it's, it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around initially like how to make sense of it all you know it's kind of I this is, might be a stretch here but I think I just popped in my head back to like our very first topic on this when you're talking about your client and you having a hard time navigating to like change or reschedule to a different time for that um I feel like just you would like I I feel like spending more time like really just deeply understanding a lot of these things would, would really benefit you in a way because in all honesty, like you could have like like even like the way that you let us come in and just like you know, like if you just honestly believe cold calling was that was your way and you're like, no, like this is what works for me, like I've I've tested it, like I'm happy, I'm cool, then like you would have so much more confidence in your rebuttals or your your answer to like the four of us questioning you, right? similar to like a client on a first call with you or a painter or at the job site or whatever it might be like anything in life like that. I feel like um, just you being able to develop like a, like a firm opinion on, on what you're actually going for, going for instead of kind of just teetering in the middle. Cause I feel like you're like, if this cold calling thing too, like you're just kind of teetering in the middle of like, well, maybe, maybe not, maybe this, maybe not. So like, I think that's probably why like the four of us are pushing you so hard is because we can see that there is a small part of you that can agree with that. And what we're saying is if you just go out and do it and experience it and actually figure out for yourself, if that's actually true, because we're telling you like what our truth is, but you haven't figured out what your truth is yet. Mm. Once you, once you, once you actually have that, like that hard knowledge in you, you'd come back to this conversation and be like, yeah, actually I've experienced it. I'm good. Or I experienced it and I love it now. And then yeah, okay. it would be done. And similar with like when you're when you're dealing with a client like that. And I think that'd be a tangible, this is like a tangible way that, that would actually help you in a first call too, where if like that client was able to dance around a few because you also didn't fully commit to like this is why I do it. You were you were considering his side to to why it's actually kind of silly to reschedule when you should know it's not silly. You you want to do uh pro works, right, Zach? Yeah. Well, just view student works as a test. Like you've tested how the year goes, uh, marketing wise, sales wise, and how you feel at the end of the year when you delegate your cold calling. Now test how it feels when you're really involved to it to the best of your ability. Like worst case scenario, you'll find out that the previous way was what works best for you, and you can apply that in uh, next year and then going forward with Pro Works. But it's like, would you rather just not know and like just think that? that way is better, but never actually have the the proof behind it. It's like the sandbox method. I did that last year. I just tried a bunch of shit. I threw money at fucking all sorts of stuff. I was like, yeah, we'll try Google ads. We'll do home shows. We'll go and do all these X, Y, and different like things just to figure out, okay, these things work for me. These things didn't. I don't like these things. These things I really like. And now I'm just going to focus on the things that I know makes sense for my business yeah so like i think what max is pointing out is just taking advantage of the sandbox like you student works is fantastic because you can play around with some stuff and there isn't as much consequence yeah don't view it as just so what you're doing for this year view it as how can you be 100 positive that what you're doing in the next 10 years and how you're structuring things are going to hold up and that's the best way to do it yeah, like you guys are saying that, like I might not be making the most informed decision on if cold calling myself is a good idea or not. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't have enough like, data. I need to, I need to experience it. If I go out there, I absolutely hate it, and you know, like it's just like I view it as not workable. After I've done it, 
that I can come to that conclusion, but I just haven't you know, been out there enough. So I can't really draw yeah. that conclusion yet. And then the next step of that too, like what I was saying is take that principle to like many things in your life to get, just be, to become, just to start generating like your opinion and, and, and like how you want to operate. So you can just have just like, even just talk with more confidence in a conversation about like a, in, in, in a certain field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, that, that make that makes sense for sure. And like, learn to love your business, even the parts that you don't love. Because I think it's super important. Like, whenever I'm doing something that is bothering me, or I don't really like it, I just remember that, like, I love my business, and I love being able to run it. And I love the fact that I'm in this position. And like, all those little things that are tough don't really matter. Because at the end of the day, like, I still love my business. And that's part of my business. So by that methodology, I have to love it as well. When you and Rochelle have like, because I'm sure Rochelle isn't perfect, you know, seems like a great gal, but <laughs> I'm sure there's things that um, she does that maybe you don't 100% love. Do you go and try to avoid those things or do you go and try to find a way to love them? Yeah, I guess I guess it's find, finding a way to love them. Yeah. I, I was going to say that too, but I didn't want to <laughs> call out Rochelle like that. Yeah, that was that was you Max. Your head that was Max. <laughs> yeah. No, I like I I understand where you boys are coming from, but yeah, it's um, it's very it's very interesting situation for sure. Like, it's something that like you like you said, Skylar. I'm gonna have to put a lot of thought into and and really, you know, like not sit on the fence on it. I'm gonna have to make a get some data make a firm decision yeah and i don't do even think like, yeah, like put daughter. thought into it but just start taking action in it and like all mm-hmm. these different things yeah like take just, action as well but like just yeah. collect more data points and really understand yeah where i sit on the whole like on the whole situation yeah because yeah, the then... goal is just to become more like self-aware that's that's really what this is all boiled down to mm-hmm. just yeah journey of like, self-awareness if i do if i go cold calling you know if i get myself in the field once per week for the next you know however x amount of weeks and i'm like you know what like this isn't something I want to do. And like, I feel like I could do better, you know, delegating this, whatever, then, you know, that like, that's fine. That's, that's yeah. not a big, that's not a big You know problem. what's fun too? Like one of my it. favorite parts with cold calling is uh, when you are the one that gets to lead at the door personally, you get to make the first call with them and you do the estimate with them. There's just like something different. I feel like those mm-hmm. are the clients are like special to me. And then you like go and knock on their door again the next year. And it's just like the rush of like that, that feeling of like, Oh, like I, I literally, this was all me. Like I literally hit every single step in this person. Like they literally are with me because of just me and me. Yeah. My, it's just a cool feeling. And it's not something obviously that's like a scalable way of thinking, but it's just like a fun thing to like experience. Dude, I'll go out of my way to run up to my old clients' houses. Yeah. Like if I'm cold calling with my <laughs> like my other marketers and they're going to go knock on the door, I'm like, nope, you get that house. And I go to that house. I'm like, yo, it's you. What's up, man? Yeah, it's so I fun. love it. Yeah. It's so much fun. I had such a like a wholesome moment. There was like this client, we did their full exterior last summer and I knock on their door this year and they go, Max, like, how are you doing? Like step <laughs> out in, they invited me in and we chat and, and I hit this area with money letters like a couple weeks ago. And they're like, yeah, we got your flyer in the mail. We were super excited. We're like, look, Max is doing this again. Like, uh, I just want to see how you're doing. And I was like, oh, I love you guys. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Dude, one time I was cold calling with Megan and it was like minus 30. It was cold as shit. And we knocked on one of our past clients' houses and he's like, hey, you guys look like you're freezing. Why don't you come in for beers? So we just like, we we're like, you know what? Fuck it. And we just like, I watched the hour of cold calling and we went inside and had some beers. Fucking worth it. Off. It was set up, and then that guy ended up booking more work with me. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" 
add that to the systems. Yeah, no <laughs> Going for beers. I'll I'll, uh, I'll bring it up at retreat. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should actually. It's funny. Like for DM retreat, they uh we like we literally sit down and for like pretty much it's spread out among a couple days, but pretty well like a good like six hour session in total probably of like just literally talking about everyone's ideas and shooting it down and like why it would work why it wouldn't work and everything like that and we have to bring like different ideas to help resystemize so you guys if you ever have different thoughts that you think would be cool like let me know so that way i can i can bring it to the table mm. we'll do we'll do yeah I'll, I'll do that for sure daniel are we what's our own thoughts on doing the quotes because we didn't we do, should it do the quotes we should we should end on the quotes okay oh, i'll send on the quotes okay. then we're hitting right. two hours here Okay, hold on. Who wants to go first? Uh, not me. I need to find mine. I have a very simple, dope one. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it down. An honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that. Dirty. You know, my mine kind of ties into dance in a sense, so I'm gonna throw mine out as well. Um, a man without ethics is a man without di- direction. But are they right or wrong? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Um, I got one. Um, this one was actually kind of fun. This, I, this one's from LME and I. We were, we were driving down to training and I was trying to get him to help me think of some fun stuff to talk for my time management speech. But uh, his was a Kobe Bryant quote. It's just uh, rest at the end, not in the middle. And there's like a fun little thing that he wrote up to go along with it as well. And it was kind of just the idea of kind of tying in with like time off and versus like actual just having like active time off as well but he said uh it's good to take time off sometimes to rest and recharge your batteries however make sure it's earned nothing feels better than taking time off after working hard on something mm. and i've yeah. been using that actually in all my setup meetings with my rookies and they've all been really really loving it ready you want to go or you want me to rip mine man i'm trying to find mine you can go in all right uh, I'm not sure where I heard this one, but I just wrote it down in my reminders the other day. It's uh, what you permit is what you promote. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one, that one resonated with me, especially after um, just the last couple of painting seasons and just recognizing some, you know, some bad habits that formed and allowing them to continue. And then they just progressively got worse. And then like, yeah, just realizing that that kind of stuff, if you cut it off at the, at the knees, then, you know, it, do- it doesn't continue to get worse. If you permit not lo- not being in love with cold calling, that's what you're going oh, to do. <laughs> Max would do that too. I don't think that works. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> Holy. There's no escape for me, Zach. I knew you were going to fucking say something about that. I read my quote and I was like, is Max going to tie this into cold calling? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Max likes to store that and then just wait for you to get weak, and then he just like shoots you with it. <laughs> Brady, you got okay. one first. Uh, and I can't find let him, one. Let so, him. Uh... Let him look for a minute. Can I share this story with you that I was reading about yeah, really go, quickly? Daniel. Since since he's since he's scrolling, I was reading in this book about. So it's like about how like people die in like survival situations, and one of the things this guy was studying was like when people go scuba diving they would drown 
but they would drown with oxygen still in their tank and a perfectly functioning system. Which blew my mind because it just like it, it basically like what he was pointing out is like emotion over logic, like because they felt like they couldn't breathe, even though they were underwater and they knew there was no air, they would take out their regulator to attempt to breathe. Yeah. And then die. Hmm. That's crazy. It's fucked. <laughs> I was just like, what? But then I was thinking about like what that means in real life is like you'll put yourself in a situation that you know isn't good for you because you're trying to like quote unquote breathe. Yeah. Just give it all you got. Make sure you don't die with something still left in the tank. Yeah, straight up though. <laughs> like I was just like, what? That's so like it just seems bizarre to me, like underwater, and you're just like, I can't breathe, and you take out the one thing that's literally giving you air, and then you just die. <laughs> like that's fucked. I don't understand the human mind. It makes no sense to me. Sorry, I wanted to share that with you guys because I read it like the other day, and I was just like, what? Like this is insane. Oh yeah, that's like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. It's fucked up, man, and it happens like a lot apparently. <laughs> All right, Brady, what do you got for us? Okay, oh, I can't find any other ones, so I'll just do the one I posted earlier today um it's not until you've lost everything that you're free to do anything i could agree with that 100 percent. so basically i studied this further um so let's expand it so not until you've lost everything that you're free to do anything if someone has nothing like the responsibilities you could go do whatever the heck you want. You could like like anything you want. It will not matter. If you have something, like let's say you have a family, you have like a mortgage, a car, blah, blah, all that stuff. You can't just like drop up and like quit your job if you have one and then go start a business. Well, like you could, I don't know, depending on the situation, but like you I can't do go do anything technically. <laughs> yeah, so that's the like situation. But, but like you can't technically go do anything. You know what I mean? Like if if you have multiple businesses, you're not gonna take like you, you can't really go do whatever you want to an extent, of course, because then your reputation's on the line. Versus if you have nothing, you can kind of do whatever the heck you want. Well, it's also like Daniel and I have talked about it. Um, like for some reason, we only talk about this when we're one on one, Daniel. But um, <laughs> that whole idea of like to experience like the high of something, you need, it's definitely favorable mm. to experience the low of it as well. It's like until you've hit rock bottom it's hard to experience like basically what your fullest potential would be. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to shout out uh, for Max, dude. Like you guys don't understand that chess game that Max did. <laughs> dude, to win a game and have zero mistakes, zero blunders and zero missed win chances. That means this, the computer on chess.com, like, the 4,000 skill level, 350 IQ, whatever computer would have played the game the exact same way Max played it. He played a perfect game. Dude, I was like mistakes. blown away. When I I've never seen that in my life. That was my first time ever doing that. And when I did that, I was like, because you know how you always, you'll, you'll play a game and you'll be like, fuck, that was a good game. And then you'll get hit with like 50 missed wins or like whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like, ah, shit. Like it popped up zero, zero, zero. I was like, no, no, there's no way. Glitched like out. that had to be a glitch. That means you played it perfectly. You didn't do one mistake, dude. That's like 
Yeah, that's so. like almost next to like. This like just furthers our point that Max is actually a secret Russian spy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sent up. Spy on student works, how we run our business. We're going to take over Russia's business. <laughs> Referral, I'm sure. <laughs> we burn down one fence at a time, but I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it keeps the tension on, but not on it at the same time. It's a genius. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Gosh. Anyways, guys. I'm yep. gonna kick you out of here. This was a great chat, though. Yeah. Happy to be back. I love how you say yeah. you're gonna kick but, us uh, out of here, but you don't have control over that, Skyler. No, I said I'm gonna kick out, is what I meant. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you said you're gonna kick us out of here. Yeah, Daniel, you can stay on here and keep talking to everybody by yourself. No, it's nice having you back. We'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Prime Five Podcast. <laughs> Enjoy your week. We'll see you next Monday. <laughs> So, yeah, we right. back to the intro See next you time too. You have to listen yeah. to the beginning of the episode because I did the intro. And it was everyone you've been listening to the prime five podcast with your hosts max skyler brady zach and dan if you're enjoying the show remember to smash that like button and share with your friends if you want to follow us or get more info head over to our instagram page at prime five pod check us out and shoot us a dm thanks for tuning in until next time